Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. I want to launch a new series today called Strong Faith. In fact, over the next three months, we're going to have strong faith, bold belief and then kind relationships because we have recognised God speaking to us in these one word formats about the most important things. And right now, God is speaking to His church and saying, you know what, regardless of what transition you're in, regardless of where you find yourself in age stage phase of life, what is most important is for you to take on this responsibility or this desire to develop strong faith going to be a bit old school. You're going to get a bit of fruit salad, a bit of vegetable and a bit of meat today. So take what you need. But could you help me today in responding when I ask you to do something? Great. Ephesians chapter 1 is where we're going to read from there. Looking at strong faith. Ephesians 1, round verse 15. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Isn't it interesting there that it says that strong faith requires prayer and spiritual wisdom? meaning that you can be strong in faith and not be prayerful. You can be strong in faith and not have spiritual wisdom, meaning you can have spiritual wisdom but not have strong faith. And God says, I want you to have the whole lot. It is required. Paul prayed that God would add to their strong faith spiritual wisdom and insight. It's possible to have strong faith and not have the wisdom and insight you also need. Colossians 2 and verse 5. Though I'm far away from you, my heart is with you and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. The Bible speaks about many different kinds of faith. It talks about no faith, weak faith, little faith, And then it talks about great faith or strong faith. It would be my prayer and my desire that the journey of this year for you in God as a disciple is that you would become strong in your faith. Are you ready to look at how you might be able to do that? Going to read a lot of Scripture. Are you up for it? First Peter chapter something, chapter 1. It's on the screen behind me. Reads like this. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. Someone say great expectation. Come on, great expectation. More than ever before, we need to get our expectation back. Uh, Have you ever heard that saying said to you, don't get your hopes hopes up? And, and, you know, often it's just repeated generation after generation in certain situations we, we say to our kids, oh, don't get your hopes up. Why wouldn't you get your hopes up? Why wouldn't you get your Let's get our great expectation back. Let's get our hopes up in what God can do. And let's get real with what God is going to do in building strong faith in this journey that we're on. Great expectation. And we have a priceless inheritance an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure, undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by His power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad 
there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honour on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Can I talk to you about your faith? Can I talk to you about strong faith today? Uh, Somebody once said, a faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. We've got to understand the reality of faith. The Bible clearly calls disciples to develop strong faith. To develop strong faith, it is up to us to develop strong faith. What is faith? You don't know that you've got faith until you're in a decent fight. Faith is a spiritual force. Faith is a spiritual muscle. I've heard people say, I don't have faith. That's like saying when you were born, you didn't have any muscles in your body. The reality is there's people here today that have little muscles, weak muscles, and strong muscles. And the difference between someone that has little ones and strong ones is what they have done with it. And it's the same with your faith. The Bible says really clearly that each one of us has been given a measure of faith. You've been given a measure of faith. And as you take that measure and use it, you can make it a whole lot bigger than it is right now, a whole lot stronger than it is right now. You've got to know that Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Can we take a fresh look at that Scripture? Because I know there's many of you that when you hear that, you go, yeah, I know that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. I've heard it before, hearing in the natural and hearing with the spiritual ear. I've got to have ears to hear. Uh, And we've been taught that and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you look at the original language, the word comes is not there. I think the Scripture's on the screen behind me. So then faith, it says, comes by hearing. But in the original context, It's not there. It's an added word to try and give it sense. But it actually makes sense if you take out that word. Can I read it to you? So then faith by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then when you read all the Scripture around it, you read it in context, you find out that the writer of this portion of Scripture was saying, you know what? The prophets came and preached the Gospel, but they didn't listen. The prophets came and testified, but they didn't listen. But then... Further down, you'll find that the direct reference goes to the Word of God, the written Word of God that was given to them. And so what was being said here is, you know what? Faith comes into your life by the testimony of somebody else and faith comes into your life by the testament of God, the written testament of God. And you've got to realise that faith comes into your life and gets strengthened by two channels, basically. When you hear someone else testify, how many people know that your faith is encouraged and lifted up? When you testify of the good thing that happened to you as you pursued God in faith, it does two things. It encourages the hearer and it also glorifies God. But then the writer says, that's not the only channel of increasing faith in your life and faith coming in in a new measure. The, The other primary way is through simply the Word of God itself. When you tell others your faith, in God, how it caused you to receive a healing, 
breakthrough in an area of your life or overcome a mountain. You glorify God and you impart faith to others. Can I encourage you? Can I call you to begin sharing your testimony? Sharing the good thing about the good thing that God has done for you, whether it's in Connect, at coffee, out and about out there, because people need a faith injection. We all need to lift the level of faith in our lives because the test ahead is real. The trials that we go through are real. And when you hear that word trial, it's not like someone on trial in court. It's that hard journey that you've got to go through in whatever area. I mean, seriously, there's more trials going on right now then whether or not I've got to wear this thing on my face when I go for a coffee, that's just bringing annoyance. And can I remind you to, to deal with annoyance, we just got to become be thankful about the things that we do have in our eyes. I am thankful for where I live and for my car and for my food and everything else. And let that be annoyance be pushed away by simply becoming thankful. So if I ask myself the question, how do I become strong in faith? Romans 12, 3 says, I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And so if I wanna grow my faith into a place where it's strong and not weak, I've gotta accept the fact that the Bible says that my faith grows through tests and trials. That don't sound like good news. I don't know about you. That doesn't sound like good news, does it? But the reality is that's how it grows. Your faith grows through resistance. Your faith grows through resistance. Pushback of all sorts, natural and spiritual, relationships and religion. You know, there's a resistance in your world today that comes from an element of religion. Denying the power of God, man's rules and ways of getting right with God instead of just surrendering to the fact that the Bible says, I've got to fall upon the rock myself and submit myself and humble myself. Otherwise, eventually that rock's gonna fall on me. And it's much better if you fall upon the rock and let it transform your life and become rock-like yourself than to allow it to force itself upon you. Delay is not a denial. Setbacks are part of comebacks. Think about the children of Israel in 40 years, 40 years of wilderness. And you know what? The ones that came out of that journey and went over into the promised land were those that were able to deal with the resistance. Think about the woman with chronic illness for 12 years. What if she had given up on the 11th year saying, surely to goodness, God can't just expect me to keep going this way. It's been 11 years. But there was that moment in the 12th year where she touched the hem of His garment and as a result of that was completely healed. Resistance is part of the process for growing strong in faith. And you know what we like to hear these kinds of teachings in a way that would just keep us pumped up. But here's the reality. You've got to deal with the boredom of every day. You've got to get real with the fact that actually some of the things, a lot of the things that we're called to do as followers of Christ is boring. I'm pretty sure no one is actually smiling behind those masks if I'm reading your eyes correctly. But there's... There's a great reward for the boring. 
You grow your faith through three things, resistance, repetition, and then reward. And the repetition is where the boredom kicks in. The more you do it, the more natural it becomes, but the process is boring. Do you remember, how many people actually have a licence to drive a manual car? Oh, look at that, most of you. Amazing. Now put your hand back up if you became the smooth, proficient, expert driver of a manual car on your first hit. Liar, liar, you did not. You did not. You dropped the clutch, you stalled it, you did all sorts of things on your first go. Liar, liar. You became the smooth, expert, proficient driver of a manual vehicle through repetition. Repetition that wasn't real good in the beginning, but you got there. You mums that are amazing. I've seen mums change nappies that are nasty, like nasty, like more than face mask, gas mask, nasty. And they're doing it while talking on the phone and doing other things and it's all just happening and none of it spills out. (laughs) You didn't learn that first time round. I've tried a number of times and I just make a mess. I end up going, baby, can I take you outside to the garden hose and just squirt this stuff off? I, I think often when it comes to spiritual things, we want it to be a bolt of lightning, flash moment, done. But actually creating a space of daily routine where you can get into the repetition of faith building in your life is a powerful, powerful thing. You didn't learn to ride a bike on your first try. There was nasty scratches and bruises and falls and cries and trainer wheels and all those other things. You ground the gears on that car many times before you became proficient at doing it. Thomas Edison, teachers said of Thomas Edison, he's too too stupid for learning. He was fired from his first two jobs for being non-productive. As an inventor, Edison made 1,000 unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb. When a reporter asked, how did it feel to fail 1,000 times? Edison replied, I didn't fail 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. We want the reward, but we have to be prepared to go through the resistance and the repetition that's required so that we can reap the benefits of actually having strong faith. The reward is where you get the gains. You receive the blessing, the breakthrough, the promise. The reward for the boring daily commitment of controlling your diet exercising until it hurts and resisting sipping days because of bad weather or not feeling it is a transformed body, revitalised energy and overall improved health. The reward for the boring daily disciplines of discipleship like controlling your tongue, renewing your mind, confessions of faith and repentance from dead works is a strong faith in God and fresh intimacy with God. I don't know how it happens, but when you put those things in a process, the fresh intimacy of God comes upon us. You always start in the natural before the supernatural shows up. 
I don't know about you, but often I come in here on a Sunday or in a Connect or a staff meeting when it's time for worship and whoever's leading us at the front, they're there, they're into it. It's like glory, it's like they've got halos behind them. It's all great. I get there and it's like, oh, hello. Are we supposed to be doing this today? Oh, yes. You start it and you just start in the natural and somewhere along the way it crosses over. In the area of your faith, you've got to grind the gears a few times. You've got to fall off the bike a few times, but eventually you get to the place where you know how to get on that bike and pedal off and there's no scratches and bruises. You know how to take off in that manual shift vehicle and it's as smooth, well, nearly as smooth as driving an automatic because you've gone through the repetition. You've worked through the moments of resistance. Come with me now for one last Scripture in. It's not in there. No, it's, so it's not going to be on your screen. It's Psalm 111. I'm going to read to you from the New Living Translation. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with His godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in Him should ponder them. Everything He does reveals His glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember His wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is the Lord. He gives food to those who fear Him. He always remembers His covenant. He has shown His great power to His people by giving them the lands of other nations. All He does is just and good and all His commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He's paid a full ransom for His people. He has guaranteed His covenant with them forever. What a holy inspiring or inspiring name He has. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey His commandments will grow in wisdom. Someone would say in this moment, that portion of Scripture didn't seem to fit with this moment. But here's the truth. All Scripture fits with every moment because it releases into our life spiritual sustenance. I guarantee most people in the room today would not be able to tell me what they had for lunch on Tuesday. But what you do know, even though you can't remember what food came into your body, is it provided the strength, the energy and the sustenance that you needed for that day. All of that to say, don't stop going to the book that can put faith in your life because simply you say, I'm a slow reader. It was written for slow readers. It'll go in. It will provide energy. It will provide strength. It will provide sustenance for your spirit man so that you can show up on Friday evening meal, which we love the Friday evening meal because it's treat day. And that stuff you love to get in, that Scripture is your favourite stuff. You need it all so that you can grow strong in faith. I pray this year that you would make a commitment to be strong in faith. Ready to deal with the resistance. Ready to engage in the repetition so that you can find yourself in the place of reward. Religion would say that you should just do it because you love God. But actually God says, I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Amen. Can I pray for you there? Father, thank You today that You've called us to have strong faith. 
spiritual understanding and insight. Thank you that our spiritual faith muscles are growing stronger and stronger every day. Even through the resistance, you are causing us to become stronger so that we can do all, be all, have all that you intended. We know there is a priceless inheritance in heaven waiting for us. God, today I pray that we would keep our eyes fixed and focused on Jesus in the journey. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.